Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello, welcome to the Savage Situation Gaming Podcast. I'm Adam Savage, and as a host across esports and video games, I've been lucky to work alongside a ton of brilliant people, and I like to think I've gained a very unique insight into how the gaming world works. Whether you're a gamer, someone who used to play as a kid, has slightly lost touch, or you're simply curious because you heard that gaming can sometimes make you Hollywood money from your bedroom, this podcast is absolutely for everyone. Now, during lockdown, I've been chatting to special guests from pro gamers to streamers to the influencers who've become the faces of the industry, all about how they started and the experiences they've had in this ever-evolving world. Be sure to subscribe, please, to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. And let's meet my guest today. Now, here on The Savage Situation, my goal is, at its heart, to share the stories of people who've impacted the gaming world in a hugely positive way. Hearing how they began and what they've gone on to become is what truly grips me, and I hope you too. Today on the show, I'm joined by the incredibly brilliant Jayan Lopez, founder of Black Girl Gamers, who's a highly acclaimed activist in the gaming world. I wanted to discover more about her personal history with video games and how they've influenced her role as an ambassador for women of color in the industry. Tackling prejudice head-on whilst playing video games online, Black Girl Gamers aims to create a safe space within gaming for everybody, quashing stereotypes and championing true cultural representation. I really hope you guys enjoy this one as we learn more about Jayanne's story, how she built her community, and why gaming is the perfect form of escapism. I'm absolutely overjoyed today here on The Savage Situation to uh, to welcome Jayanne Lopez, the founder of Black Girl Gamers, to the show. Uh, Jayanne, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been a long week, but I'm I'm happy to see the weekend. Honestly, like truly, like I'm not joking. Like I'm really sad. As of recording this, as of tomorrow, this is when the kind of the UK kind of opens up its pubs and its yeah. restaurants. It's, it's I'm wor- I am a little bit I'm a little bit worried. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie either. Um, I, I me I'm not going anywhere. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm staying in my house. Um, I'm, until I'm the same. Yeah, no, I'm gonna wait until it happens and see you know the effect and then you know 
just be a bit cautious, really. One thing I've definitely kind of learned from all this experience as well, because obviously both of us working in the gaming world and working mm. kind of like an industry which is so based on going to studios or, or putting yourself out there or, um, you know, going to live events and things. Yeah. It's amazing what you can actually do from your home in terms of like, you know, calls and, you know, technology, communication with other people yeah. from your from your bedroom, which I, I would I took for granted before. Yeah, no. And I think what we need to do like in general is just think about how people who are differently abled live life like they have Mm. to do these things because of you know obligation that's the way they live their life so if we're not making life easier for everyone then you know when things happen that show us you know ah, we're actually living a really toxic life then it's kind of a bit of a late message that we're being like, oh, we can do this now. Like, we shouldn't have to meet up for everything. People, there's some people who can't meet up for everything. So we should really like take a step back and just think about how we live life in general. Like technology is there to help us. It's not yeah, there for yeah. us to be kind of brainwashed by it, but like to actually help us live <laughs> easier and better lives. And so, yeah, I do think there's like a whole revamp that we need to have a look at. We found a way to do this podcast remotely for, with with guests from all over the world you know from yourself in east london to guests in you know, california it's and amazing. belgium and all sorts so it's, it's just been it's just been amazing so it, i'm so i'm so glad to have you on the show i mean black girl gamers yeah. is um something which is in the within the kind of like the the industry i mean it it's really taking off Diane, it's, it's incredible. Thank can you tell you. us a bit about for people who who don't know about black girl gamers um can you tell us a bit about how it started and what is that Exactly it is. Um, So it's a myriad of things. So Black Girl Gamers is basically a space that I created um, because of my own experiences with racism and sexism, just playing games online when online gaming became a thing. But also noticing, you know, the omission and um, invisibility of black women and, you know, black people in general in games. If not, they were a stereotype if they were present. So just... It just came to a head where I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to make my own space. And I did that in um, 2015, started it on Facebook. Um, The group is still growing now. It's about over 6,000 women. Um, We pride ourselves on being a safe space, but a progressive one. So it's not only a safe space. I've also made it into a kind of brand, a kind of platform where, you know, I host events. We've had our recent Black Girl Gamers Summit online with Twitch. That did really, really well. Um, we've had, uh, partnered with, uh, Facebook and other organizations on producing events like, uh, Gamer Girls Night In, which is a women-only gaming event that we produced in January of this year, which feels like three years ago, but yeah, it was this year. <laughs> and just having panels and stuff, I do talks, I've done talks at Unilever, Twitter, Super Union, uh, Welcome Collection, um, EGX Gaming Conference, talking about gaming culture and what kind of needs to change and, and, you know, it, it clearly it does need to change obviously what's going on recently but um so it's 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 a myriad of things we have streamers as well so it's it's a multifaceted platform it's not just a safe space it's one that actually kind of shouts about what's needed in the in the gaming industry in general Mm. I mean, I'm glad you brought up the the, the um, BGG online summit as on Twitch because it seemed like a huge success. I mean, one of the, one thing that um, you kind of opened with it, which I think is great, you say you're heightening uh, black women's voices in gaming, um, both on and off the screen, which I mm. think is it puts it perfectly. I mean, take me back to 2015 and the actual inspiration in that moment behind creating the community. Was there a particular incident or something that happened that you just, or was it just a, as you said, a myriad of things that you just had enough and you you had to do something about it? Being honest, I was just done. <laughs> 
I was literally just done with everything. So I'm just done. The, yeah, there was a period of time where I was at uni and I saw a friend starting his own gaming channel and I was always been a gamer since I was like seven, eight years old or six years old, one of the one of those ages. Um and he started his gaming channel and I was like, cool, this looks good. I started supporting because that's, you know, how I am. I like to support people's things. But then I kept watching it and I was just like, this is really toxic. You're using women as the butt of jokes. You're using a lot of African-American vernacular. You're a Turkish British man. That don't make sense. So, you know, it was just like a lot of ripping of culture, a lot of using people as the punchline of jokes. It was a kind of epitome of what you see gaming culture as, you know, that sometimes that toxicity that you see. So I was like, fine, I'm going to make my own channel. I made my own channel and connected with people online that were black women like me that like to game and even black men that were just really supportive that I've met that are still friends to this day. And um, they were mostly American. And so we needed a space to like kind of connect so for the black women i connect i made black girl gamers and like hey do you want to join this community that i've started it started off really small of course with like maybe five people it grew by a word of mouth by people searching for black girl gamers which is why i named it that way because i wanted the safe space to be discoverable by black women um and yeah it just it just grew like just seeing not feeling represented in games as a child um not feeling that even if there was representation it wasn't something that not even speak, spoke to me personally, but just seemed like a really bad stereotype of black women, like the head rolling, the sass. Um, it was, it just didn't, it wasn't inclusive. And I, as a child, I've always been aware of, you know, race relations and stuff like that. As a young black girl, you kind of get made of the known, you get made aware of those issues as a young child. So I've always been aware of, okay, I'm not represented in games, but it wasn't until I was older that I felt like we had more technology that I could actually do something about it. So, um, yeah, that's really what happened in 2015. It's incredible. I mean, it's it must have been such a, a welcome relief as well that, you know, you... I mean, there's such a community out there who must have seen your channel and been like, thank, thank God, it's finally somewhere that I can find a home that, you know, that people... You know, someone who has the same, you know feelings as I do about mm. the way that we're kind of portrayed in games or in the industry in general. I mean, back in 2015, um, what, did you feel as well that the, the the people, obviously there's a lot of toxicity, even nowadays, there's yeah. lots of trolling and there's lots of trolling in chat and it's, and it's people actually jump online simply to troll sometimes with yeah. no other, re, no, but nothing else to do apart from just to give people a hard time and to make people feel terrible. Um, did you feel back then as well that there was this there was this real chance to, to change as well. I think in the last, I like to think of the last few years, obviously Black Lives Matter at the moment as well, yeah. which is hugely prevalent as well. Have you seen a change in the last five years personally? Do you actually think there is change happening right now? Yeah, most definitely. I will never say that it's not happening. Whether it's happening fast enough is a different matter, but yeah, it's, it's definitely happening step by step through people like myself and other communities and other organizations. Um, you know, Black Girl Gamers is here and we're quite prevalent, but we're not the only people out here, you know, trying to make changes, be it with regards to race, be it with regards to women, be it with regards to gender equality and sexually uh, sexuality equality in, in gaming. So I do think changes are happening. I think social media democratizes a lot of conversations that would have been behind closed doors and also um, a lot of conversations that probably would have been hidden. So mm. I think social media has definitely been like a facilitator of this change um that's been happening and yeah you, you know it's been it's been really good to see i felt i 
don't really game outside of BGG, being honest. I've made friends that are overseas mm-hmm. that have been my friends now for the last five years. And I've met them in real life. And we've met in the US. And some have come over to the UK and stayed with me. So, you know, I don't... Wow. I feel like I don't need to game outside of BGG because that is my safe space. And that's why I'm so committed to it because I need it as well as any other member. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I mean, we, um, we touched on this before actually we started recording, but the, the gaming industry as well at the moment has seen such a, mm-hmm. an uprising of people coming forward about, you know, cases or the personal cases of, you know, assault, harassment. Um, you know, these are things that are, have been going on, it seems, for, for years now. Have you been surprised about these accusations? Or did you, did you think that they're, you know, with what you've experienced personally, that, of course, there must be another arm to this, which is what's, what's happening right now? Um. So I've always said that the gaming, dominant gaming to- uh, culture is toxic. I've given talks about this at CBS and other places. And I've said that it needs a major overhaul. People need to stop being afraid of supporting, you know, major streamers that are clearly toxic or people may have said something about. Um, so I'm not I'm not surprised by the allegations. allegations. Am I surprised by some of the people who are being accused? Most definitely. Um, because, yeah. you know, you just don't, sometimes you just don't, think of that but at the same time you have to believe the victims you have to believe women you can't sit around here and second guess I'm more of a person to distance myself from somebody if someone's accusing you and then I'll if if, if it's proven wrong then you know I will apologize but at the main at the, the main thing that we need to do right now is believe the women that are coming forward and I think it's yeah. it's a travesty that's taken so long to kind of nurture a p- more positive environment towards women in gaming you know stuff like Gamergate you know, it doesn't just spring out of the blue. It happens because there's a culture that's been embedded and empowered by inaction. So, you know, I haven't yeah. been surprised, no. But, uh, you know, friends of ours, mutual friends, who I'm sure, who have, who I, I didn't, I feel, I, feel, I feel bad that I hadn't noticed something perhaps or I hadn't kind of been more kind of aware of what was going on. I think the same thing obviously happens with regards to the, the inclusivity in gaming as mm. well. You know, as a, as a white male, you kind of don't appreciate just as much how, how you know, the divide between you know the the way that kind of like black men women are portrayed in video games and in the in the industry itself moving forward i, I what do you what do you hope could change on a on a on a ground level with regards to the way at least that people of color or inclusivity happens within video games do you think they need to have more protagonists conveyed mm. um or, or people of color do you think you need to have more people actually developing the games of color I mean, right. what, what do you think so i've talked about specifically black women protagonists because at one point there was only 14 human ones in the history of video games you are joking. You are joking. No, at one and point. Serious? So, yeah, 14. At, that was at one point. And since speaking about that, you know, in articles covered in different media outlets, and I'd like to think, you know, I had an impact on the representation of um, the increase of black female characters just via, not just via those articles, but also via BGG and calling out certain games for omitting black women, especially major mm-hmm. games that claim diversity, but also omit, you know, black women in mul- in multiple ways. So um, I will say that's great, but I will say it doesn't change the equity behind the screen that black people and other people of color have. Like we need to have equity in the company. We need to have being able to have leaders and have people who can make um, impactful changes. And there needs to be um, unconscious bias training and removal of people who are going to say rubbish things about Black Lives Matter movements. Like these kind of things and these actions need to take place i know a couple of companies um, such as riot who have um 
you know, Angela Roseborough and Shayla Lawson, two black women, both in the diversity and inclusion area that are doing great work. But we need to have that across different areas and not just black people, but people of all different working classes, um, races and orientations like that needs to be everywhere. You can't hope to serve everyone and enable everyone to be happy at what you're producing if you're just thinking about it from the white male perspective and a lot of time the white male perspective is informed by racial sexual and misogynist bias so we can't just accept that anymore it has to change so it's great to have black female characters but all someone needs to do is really study an artist on instagram and get inspiration from that or study a logo and get inspiration from that what they actually need to do is unravel the toxic culture and i know it takes a long time you know it's a process a step by step um but at the same time it needs to be something that's wholly committed to as opposed to kind of you know just a couple characters on the screen and therefore we've now we're now changing the industry no that's one step i think we're seeing a lot of um change as well i mean you know everywhere from hollywood to traditional television to i guess to the internet as well you're seeing that there's a real push now like a real um urgency that we need to be more inclusive when it comes to um black men and women in in the industry in the entertainment businesses in general yeah yeah i think with i think you know it it, we really highlight there as well you know the idea that a a white man and there's you know a lot of people a lot of developers all around the world from Europe to you know, to America to all over you know a white man writing writing a, a gaming role for a, a black female seems like how could they have any idea of that of that kind of character or the or, right. or background when you need more people who have you know who, who know what the role is and can really write and portray a realistic perspective of that particular character's exactly. life yeah exactly yeah so again, and that's so. how you get those stereotypes if you don't do that work. You know, there are consultants, so people like me, there's people like Danny the Pass, there's people like, you know, just doing work in the industry that are happy to kind of help. But, you know, also what the industry tends to do is reach out to these people and not offer payment. And, you know, that's not something that you should be doing either. If you get a consultant to help you on financial matters, you pay that consultant. If you're getting someone to help you, a consultant to help you on cultural matters, you also should pay that consultant. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of, you know, practices that need to be revamped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you have you found that there have been people as well who, uh, with, given the nature of trolling, because of what you are, you know, celebrating uh, women mm. of colour, because it's, it's, a, it's a big... Um, part of your your black girl gamers do you find that there are people who actively find your channel and will and will try and be toxic because of what you stand for yeah of course they see black in the name and they first of all just reach for the n-word or they reach for the monkey and stuff like that but the community that i've built is super strong so that that gets dealt with straight away you know that's something that we just i personally i've learned to and this is not for some everyone to do because everyone's in a different place but over the years i've learned to brush it off because i've got a a greater goal um and there's nothing that they can actually do to me that has you know viable power other than that word at the moment so for now i just ignore it um but yeah and that's not to say you know i bgg is a community for black girl gamers, but you also have to not have have toxicity to be in BGG. That's not to say there aren't black women out there who are just as toxic. And we have to make sure our community is just as safe for others, Mm -hmm. um, as well as not allowing those kind of people in. So when I say like toxicity, I'm including everyone in that, not just people who don't look like us, but people who may be black women and have anti-black, you know, tendencies, like, or Mm -hmm. be, you know, just kind of using platforms to kind of decredit other people like i'm i'm not 
on that kind of way. But any toxicity is not welcome. So I think, yeah, they do try and do it, but you know, it is what it is. Systemic racism in general, you know, it has been, um, you know, I'm so, you know, in the wake of, of George Floyd losing his life, it's something that everyone is talking about. And the conversation seems to be happening a lot now, which is so good to see. And I really hope it has an impact because it seems to, it seems that we're definitely moving that direction where it is, you know, even, even yesterday evening, there was, I watched a program where it was about um, trying to eradicate racism in a, in a middle-class school mm. in the UK. And it was, it's very, you know, it's, it's great that even kids now are having the conversation around the subject matter because it, it needs to be had, you know, it needs to be had. We need to be far more inclusive in general. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right that the, these, um, that we are, you know, it has to go, it has to, everyone has to be on board with this. It's not just good enough, you know, I think, you know, it's not just good enough saying I'm not racist. You have to be actively anti-racist, don't you? Yes, you do. You have to be doing this in your everyday life. I think, you know, it's great that kids are doing this in schools, but I will say that, you know, black and brown kids have been doing this from their, their get-go. They're, they're inducted into this system of how the world sees them from a very young age. So it's not just about us. We've been doing this for years. It's about wider, the wider community, you know, white kids being educated in a formal way about race racism and not just walking through the world with unchecked biases that their parents mm. or society may have given them so you know it's about everyone doing the work and for I think a long period of time black and brown kids have been doing that work without the kind yeah. of support so like you said yeah it has to be every day it has to be an active effort also an effort to just sit back and listen to people when they speak as opposed to trying to put your opinion across like there's so many so many layers to it you know reading and, and just listening to, to content and stuff so I think you know it's everyone's responsibility but at the end of the day oppression is not the responsibility of the oppressed but the oppressors so it's up to them to kind of do the work as well like we can fight all we want but the systems have been put in place um that need to be un undone and that needs to happen in tandem it can't just be one side doing it Absolutely. I mean, speaking of kids and, and talking about, mm. um, you know, what you mentioned earlier on about when you were younger and you found gaming. Can you take, can you take me back to when you were six or seven years old, you did find video games. What were the kind of games that you first began playing that really got you hooked? Oh my God. So I was playing Crash Bandicoot. So I had the um, oh. Super Nintendo, fa what's it called? Famicom? Famicom. Yeah, Famicom. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the one because they had the Super Nintendo, they had the SNES, but I had the Famicom. I had that one. Um, yeah. But... I was playing Street Fighter, um, Super Mario, and then I had the PlayStation 1, so I was playing Crash Bandicoot, Tomb Raider. Um, what racing game was it? I cannot remember. There was, like, there was like, the PS1 was like Ridge Racer. Yes. There was, um, okay. Yeah, those, those, <laughs> yeah. The, I think that's it. And then it kind of moved on to like Crazy Taxi and stuff like that, and I kind of proceeded down the consoles. I didn't get a PS2, I got an Xbox, and I still say Xbox was a great tower. But um, we'll move on yeah, from yeah. that. <laughs> was, it, was it a 360 or just the regular Xbox? I got the regular Xbox, and graphic-wise, it was just a powerhouse compared to anything else that was on the market. Mm. And I know it didn't have the library at the time, but like it was just so good. Like I remember playing Halo yeah. and just seeing nothing else that looked just as good. I know looking back on it, it looks so crap. <laughs> but, yeah. but now... No, but it look, even, even, even the way it looked, it looked like a beast, didn't it? The it Xbox was a beast. Too. It was growling <laughs> at you, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole it was a, beast. It was a C CPU that you'd have in your yeah, house. I, I mean, it was like the equivalent of a, like a, like a, like a brick. Yes. It was a phone. It was, like, it, was, it, was a, it was a chunky piece of hardware. Even the controller was, was chunky. It was massive. It was massive. But I think, I think obviously I'm seeing kind of like, you know, you, you, you liked a lot of platform games and racing games. Has that kind of resonated throughout the course of your kind of gaming life since as well? Hell no. Um, I do not like racing <laughs> games or sports games to save my life. Um, 
my kind of genre is like RPG, some FPS, some of them I find really stressful, so I can't. So, mm. but mostly RPGs, MMOs, um, MOBAs, um, simulation games. I really play a variety of games, and that's one thing that I love about gaming. Like, you can dabble in every genre, and you're still a gamer, from my perspective, anyway. Um, I love tabletop. I love Settlers of Catan and other games like Cashflow and stuff that actually just teach you things. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just pro- I play a variety. You know, games like uh, Witcher is one of my favorite because it's a oh, really open a world game. RPG. It's. I mean, they've got um, one thing. I mean, the the thing the thing about the, the this kind of time of year as well when recording the podcast is this is this is kind of a time when games are super celebrated because it's kind of that kind of summer period yeah. before the autumn hits where you usually have things like E3, you have yeah. Gamescom, yeah, and the, all those live shows are gone. So we're kind of all the all the kind of the, the new information we're being fed is 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 online, yeah, and the fact that they've had to have like the PS5 and the brand new Xbox, you know both showcased online and you can't you know it's it's this is a massive year for gamers as mm. well because it's two brand new like you know brand new consoles yeah. new platforms new gen i mean new gen new gen i mean i think you know obviously the witcher um cd uh, project red are you know made that and they're looking to they're cyberpunk, making yeah. they're bringing out cyberpunk yet yeah. i mean are you what kind of games are you looking forward to i mean is cyberpunk on your on your radar of games to play yeah cyberpunk is definitely on my radar to of games to play um I know Ghost of Tsushima is coming out very soon. I'm looking, got my eyes on that. Um, I know Horizon um, Zero Dawn 2. Oh, I can't remember what it said. I'm calling it Horizon Zero Dawn 2, and I know it's got a different name. But I'm calling You're speaking it... my language here, because I am so hyped about that. That is one of my favourite games. And I have, my, I have my issues with the game, you know, some of the representation of culture in there. But that game <laughs> yes, is... Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But... I know what you're talking about, yeah. That game, it was so awesome. The story, it was just so great. And those are my kind of games. Open world, immersive lore, RPG games. Like those are the games I'll be looking forward to. Um, I'm really excited about the new gen and the capabilities. Really excited to see like how it performs and just see what comes out. Because, you know, we haven't got that many games that are coming out that obviously whenever it comes to a new gen, they've got very few kind of games coming out. But I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. I'm... It's, it's a new wave. And I'm kind of happy that some of these events happened online because it gives people the accessibility. So because when they've started done events in the past, it's always been at a certain time zone. And I, I don't know if you've like watched E3 back in the day when it was like at two in the morning and you'd have to be up yeah. at that time and watching some of the stuff <laughs> because they're based in California. I'm just like, oh God. But you know, when yeah. they thought of that online stuff, a lot of it, well, from the summer stuff that I saw was kind of in a neutral time zone where a lot of people mm-hmm. could watch it or they could go back and rewatch, which is super good as well which at the same time I know they did that with live stuff but I just I, I the online stuff felt you know super good to me I, I do like the fact that they do that yeah me too I mean I think I think you're, I think you're right I, I, I watched uh, I try I'm exactly the same you know I used to if I, if I wasn't I was I've been very lucky to go to E3 a couple of times mm. and you, it, I mean it's it's pretty much just a sweaty mess like it's a, it's very busy there's a lot of people <laughs> there and you try and get to as many game stations as you can do but um, it's it's there's so many people usually but I think with online you're absolutely right like when you watch it from home um, you have that almost connection because they're, they're kind of tailoring their kind of you know showcasing of new games and things to an online audience as well 
it's actually you find I find it far more um, manageable to kind of keep tab, like understand what's actually happening. Yeah. Like the PS5 revelation, like what was happening with it recently, mm. and as you said, like Horizon Zero Dawn two, and there's some games I'm really looking forward to seeing. There's one called Death Loop where you kind of yes, you are constantly Deathloop. tracked by an assassin. Yeah, and you're yes. kind of like replaying this it looks like it's, it looks awesome yeah like, it looks really good but i think um you know there's there's a lot of big games that are that are going to be landing on the platform and uh, you know there's there's a potential for backwards compatibility so you could play your ridge races again jayanne oh you could yeah. play crash bandicoot probably not you know you know what like nah i'd probably look forward <laughs> to like games like oh my gosh there would be uh, if there was games that i would love to play again would be like i don't know if you ever played enter the matrix that was one of my favorite games as well I, yeah I do, I do. And the black woman represented in the game as yeah, well. Yeah, she was counted in that, in that 14. Yeah, Nairobi. Oh, she was awesome. Was, was it Jada Pinkett Smith, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Jada Pinkett yeah, Smith. Um, so yeah, yeah just I, some of those kind of games that we had back in the day, I'd love to replay in that way. But yeah, I, yeah so I'm excited. Good. I wonder, like, I know there was a PC gamer show, which is at the same time as my summit, so I couldn't watch it. So I didn't get to catch up on that yet. But I'm also mm. got a PC, so I'm excited to see what happens with those kind of things oh. moving forward you know the reaction to next gen and how things are going to change maybe you've you've migrated to the gaming pc yeah now, that's that's the big time yeah. i'm still kind of my keyboard and mouse player still needs a lot of work it's very rusty yeah it's it's not you know what i thought key binding was so difficult until i started trying it and i'm just like oh yeah this is easy i started playing apex on pc and yeah it's not that bad and you it's kind of like a Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole of games once you get a PC because you get access mm. to many things and it's so many different kind of clients that you can download so many different games you've got access to it's, it's a lot it's a lot to get used to there is so there is so I remember back in the day when you know we were younger and you mentioned the Super Nintendo in that kind of era where you get a game and it would be like you know I'd either have to rent it for like yeah. seven five pounds if it was for like <laughs> few days blockbusters you know we used to have a ritz video near me that's how old i am okay a ritz video which is just before blockbuster so I'm not but it was like you could rent super nintendo games so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was it was like a budget blockbuster like a local on a local level okay um you know but we you used to have all these different access points for games but they were they were really expensive and you had like you know you would trade at school and say oh i'll swap you killer instinct oh for, my for you know for mario all-stars for a weekend yeah you used to do that all the time um but you know it's 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 great now that there, there are so many access points for games. I mean, with your with your um, with BGG and what you yeah. are you regularly streaming online, do you have a do you have a set kind of like um, repertoire of games that your community love to watch you play, or do you kind of play whatever you just fancy? We play what we we fancy because I think the main thing for us is representing different kinds of gamers um, um, in gaming. So we have people that play Animal Crossing, Overwatch, Apex. I played Witcher Three. I'm currently playing a game called After Party. Um, you know, is that the one where you're you're going you're down in in hell? In, in hell. Yeah. yeah, and there's like a, and you're having to kind of navigate your way through like a giant yeah. hell party. Yeah, it's a super <laughs> funny game. It Genius. is very tongue in cheek, like very tongue in cheek. Some parts I was like, whoa, okay, wow, they didn't expect you to take the joke that far. But it because it's in hell, you know, it kind of justifies it a little bit. It is an adult game though, but like it's it's super good. Like I, I it's by the same team that made Oxen Free um okay so i really really enjoyed that i haven't finished it yet but yeah we play a variety of different games you know um yeah just to to appeal to different audiences and just just to be ourselves like we we don't play one type of game why should we for just to to show on a platform that we play one type of games now there's no point it's just best to be yourself and play whatever you want to play I'm with you. I'm exactly the same. I sometimes feel think to myself, shall I stream this game because it's really popular and everyone else is playing it and thinking, nah, I'd rather yeah. stream something that I've played a million times before and love. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm exactly, 
exactly the same. I mean, there's there's a new because um, I know you because you were on a you were on a Marvel podcast, the Women of mm, Marvel podcast, yeah. weren't you? Um, what was that experience? I mean, you're a Marvel fan in yeah, general. Yeah, I am. Okay. Tell me, what's what's your favourite movie? What you know, Favourite characters? What's your best? So, this is going to sound very cliche, but I would say Black Panther. Um, okay. Just because that movie changed a lot. Not, ju- not just in the Marvel Universe. And that's why um, I think it's one of my favourites. Because of the impact that it had on black cinema and cinema in general. And the representation of actors. I think it was done well. Not only was mm-hmm. it done well, it changed the narrative and I'm always about things that change the narrative and change Im- um, and have impact so that was one of my favourites I did like Endgame one of my favourites some of the Spider-Man movies I don't care what anyone says um, some of my favourite movies <laughs> I um, especially love Spider-Man in, um, Into the Spider-Verse which was definitely one of my favourite Spider-Man movies but I loved the first early ones because um, with Tobey Maguire because my younger brother and I used to sit there and just watch them it just brings back a lot of nostalgia um, yeah. Iron Man 1 definitely Less so keen on the Thor ones. They're cool, but less so keen on them. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the Thor movies. Yeah. I, think, I think Ragnarok. Ragnarok was fun because it was kind of like this kind of like, you know, this kind of eighties rock kind yes, of like um, exactly. Motif. I think Ragnarok was the one that stands out to me. That is one of my favorites yeah. out of that series, but not really a fan yeah. in general. It's um yeah. I think I think I'm, I'm the same with you. I mean I mean Black Panther for me. I, I think you're right. I think it, it did it did wonders for you know inclusivity in the sense that you had like you know a, a black protagonist and cast as well mm. the majority was and it was I mean it was a brilliant movie as well it was really really good yeah um I think and, and weirdly it was like I think my my son was maybe I want to say seven months old when it came out Aww. so it's actually he was asleep in a pram and it's the first film he ever saw oh and there's a picture of me so holding him as like a baby next to a black panther poster being like yeah <laughs> so um that, that was the, <laughs> so, that is genuinely the first film we ever well, I, I say saw. It was in the background when yeah. I was asleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I mean there's a there's a new Marvel Avengers game coming out, which I think looks amazing. Yeah, as well. I need to try it. I haven't tried it yet. I do. I do, I oh. loved. Um, oh my god! Now I'm going to blank on the, the name. Um, Ultimate Alliance, the Ultimate Alliance game. Oh yeah, okay. I yeah. loved those because um, again, my younger brother and I would sit there just playing um, as our different our favorite characters. He would be Deadpool. I'd be Storm. And um, who needs an original movie, by the way, Marvel? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I would be, um, I'd be Storm, and yeah, I just have a great time playing those games. It, like superhero games are some of my favourites as well. So I'm super looking yeah. forward to that, seeing how that goes. And they've got Mrs. Marvel in there as well. It'll be interesting. It's going to be great. I mean, um, you you actually did a, a, a Glamour magazine article recent. Uh, I think yeah. it was back in March this year. Maybe May, May this year. This year's a whole um, jumble. You, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but amazing. I mean, I mean, what's been fantastic is the fact that you've had the opportunity to share so far and wide the, mm. what you're doing and how you're growing your community and and what you stand for, which I think is absolutely amazing. And in Glamour magazine, you obviously you were quoted as saying like, "Now is the perfect time to get into gaming." I mean, why why is now different to other times? Do you think? I think because gaming can definitely be used as a de-stressor. So um, a lot of people game to escape. Gaming is a form of escapism. And it's a, I feel like if you're doing it well, it's a healthy form of escapism. So I don't think, um, you know, some of the negative connotations that people have with gaming are in some of the extreme cases. Um, but in general, if you game, you know, healthily, I think it's a great way to de-stress and kind of escape from the world if that's what you need. It's also one of the, um, just during Corona and everyone being at home, it's one of the accessible things that you can do to, de- to de-stress. Um, and you don't have to play like typical games like FPSs. You can 
play um, resource management games. You can play games like Abzu or Journey that are super calming and super mm. relaxing. Um, we had, um, which was mentioned in the article, uh, a wellness week. We've had two now, which is when Corona happened, we had a wellness week um, just to help people kind of de-stress from being at home. So we play calming games on the channel all week. Um, and then we had like an Animal Crossing party, which is super cute and super chill. Oh, that's awesome. And that's then, great. yeah, and then we had our second one, obviously, due to the whole Black Lives Matter and everything going on. Um, we had another one just to raise money for um, one, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, and then um, the uh, Bail uh, Project and Color of Change. Um, some of which organize, some of which of the fundraisers have owned, um, earned over the couple of months over five fifteen thousand dollars. So we've wow. done those kind of wellness weeks to make sure that you know it's not all about being the best gamer. Sometimes it's just about enjoying gaming as a way of escapism. And so I think that's why I said it's the best time to get into it because right now we're going through unprecedented times. I know they keep saying that in American news, but it's really true <laughs> that yeah. we're going through <laughs> unprecedented times and um, <laughs> we don't really know what's going to happen and how the new normal is going to look. But I think whilst we are at home, we can definitely use what's at our fingertips, you know, whether you have a PC, Xbox, Switch, or just a mobile phone that you can kind of escape in some of these games and just take yeah. some time to de-stress. Well, the attitude towards gaming is, I, I mean, has changed so much from, yeah. you know, for, I think from a generational standpoint as well. I mean, my, growing up, my parents always kind of frowned, you know, on me wanting to play games all the time. Like, you're going to burn your eyes out and this mm. and that. And actually... The fact that it's turned into the industry that it has, in a sense that you've got so many different, you know, parts to it now, what with from everything from esports to, you know, making games to, I mean, moving forward from this point, you know, with with Black Girl Gamers. I mean, I know that you're because you're quite involved with the with AnyKey as well, aren't you? What's your involvement with those guys? So BGG is an AnyKey affiliate, and they are an organisation that kind of champion. Um, non-discriminatory positive kind of gaming environments so you can take the any key pledge on twitch and you get a badge um and i've worked with them i went to twitchcon with them in 2018 they were really supportive they brought me out to work with them um and kind of spotlight the community at twitchcon but also spotlight kind of any key and just give people awareness about the any key pledge and just pledge to kind of make gaming a more positive space um i know tl one of the founders of any key is on the uh twitch safety council which is um a new establishment that is trying to kind of make i guess the twitch environment more positive and and you know help advise in that way um so yeah no any key is a really super good organization i always reach out whenever i you know have something on the radar or anything that um i can help with or they can help with we just keep in contact but they're really they're like a support system for bgg essentially and they're really appreciated in general amazing um before i let you go uh, I want to ask you something um, very important as well, which is about your top five games of all time. <laughs> this is a thing that we do regularly on this show. We love to find out because I think it says a lot about someone, the top five games yeah. of all time. And it's very, it's very hard sometimes to kind of, you know, to actually list five games because to list one game would be near on impossible. Three, tricky, but five feels maybe doable to squeeze yeah. some of them in. I actually um, appreciate well, this question because I really hate when people ask me what my favorite <laughs> game is. Like I can't narrow it down to one. <laughs> What, um, what would be in your top five games, do you think? What do you think kind of would, would definitely creep in? Um, okay, so Mirror's Edge, one and two. I love... Oh, wow. Yeah, I love Faith Connors. I love the fact that she's an Asian protagonist. Um, 
I love the fact that she does parkour and it's kind of, you can go through the game without shooting a gun if you need to. Um, I love that. I think Mirror's Edge is definitely a great game. I think sometimes it gets overlooked and I, I love Mirror's Edge. Um, mm -hmm. Witcher 3, I love The Witcher 3. Um, definitely needs a little bit more representation given it's a fantasy game, but I really love The Witcher 3. Um, I love, I, I, I kind of have fallen off this game, but it was one of the best MMOs that I had played at the time. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing if they do a number three, but this is Guild Wars 2. Um, it's a MMO that I just love the systems that they put in place, the mechanics, the dodge mechanics, the living world. Um, it really, for a time, took over my life. <laughs> um, but I really, really enjoyed it. So Guild Wars 2 is on that list. Um, I will say, let me think. Sims. It's, it's the sim okay the sims yeah I like, like i i i don't i'm not an active simmer but sims has always been in my game arsenal whenever a sims game comes out i get it regardless whether i'm playing it for one hour per week one hour per month or five hours per week i, I dip in and dip out but the sims franchise is amazing and i still love it to this day so i definitely will put that on my list um mm -hmm. One more. Can you think of one more game to enter the top five? The Sims is great. I, 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 is the technical term Simmers? Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that, oh, I'm a Simmer. Yeah. Are you? That's great. Ah, no, no, no. I, I, play, I played The Sims 4. I mean, I remember the original game I played like um, on my, 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 I think a PC when I was younger, which was, you know, dial up internet kind of like yeah, jobby. It was, it was awful. But um, Sims 4, I, mean, I think it was last, I think it was a month or two ago that it was actually on the PlayStation store. It was kind of um, your free game of the month. Yes, it was. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I kind of dabbled and I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is next level now. This this goes deep. You can really like, you know, get into people's lives and, and create kind of like entire storylines. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. You can yeah, do. it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I, I, Sims 4 is they've, They've kind of pulled back a couple of things from Sims 3, which I kind of mm, kind of liked. And I think they, if they kind of combined Sims 4 and Sims 3, then they'd have not the perfect game, because obviously there's always room for improvement, but a really, mm -hmm. really solid game. But Sims mm -hmm. is an amazing franchise, and I love the fact that there's so much accessibility for people to create their own. I think that's key. Yeah, that's cool. So my fifth one, let me think. Because I think some people sometimes rely on nostalgia, something that they kind of yeah. Like I was gonna say Enter the Matrix. That was one of my favorite games, and it was I think it was one of the first games I actually got to play as a black woman, um, and that had an impact on me. And the fact that she was badass and just and just whipping like <laughs> whipping people. It, it was like bullet, it was like bullet time up. as well, wasn't it? It was like bullet time, like you can kind of like yeah. slow down time. Oh, it was so sick. yeah, I and you can it. play as Ghost as well, which is also another diverse character, an Asian man as a main character. Like that was. I think what went underrated at the time. Um, so I, I feel like Enter the Matrix is definitely one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, there Great are choice. definitely more that I could rest on the side, like Halo um, as well. But um, yeah, that's th great. Th those are my top five at the moment. Well, I think I heard. Apparently, I saw some. I saw some um, some pictures online of Keanu Reeves filming The Matrix Four yes. just before lockdown. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, because oh, I love. I mean, number I one Matrix was too. insanely good. Two and three are just like. Okay, yeah. and number one, wow. Yeah, um, I think my number one changed everything in terms remember, of yeah. the way, you know, even super, like special effects and the whole dodging the bullet and how now, it, you know, for movies, we kept doing that bend over backwards thing all yeah. the time. So yeah, Matrix was I, revolutionary in that way. I remember being on a, being on a, a date back when um, the Matrix came out in the, in the movie theatres and 
I, was it the same? I was watching, I was on a date and I was watching Cruel Intentions with Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Do you yeah. remember that movie? Yeah, yeah okay. I think so. I was watching that and next door, I remember just hearing this, wow, these big like bassy like sound. I was thinking, what the heck is that thing? Like, what, that sounds amazing next door. I didn't know what it was. It was The Matrix. Yeah. I went to see it like, like the next week and thought, okay, now I get it. This is just on a different level. So I think The Matrix 4 is going to be great. I can't wait. But you're right. The representation, it, it, it was really great to see that in, in a game that came out back in, I think, was it was it the, was it the early noughties? Yeah, it must have been. It must oh, have been yeah, yeah. late 90s, maybe. The game, Well, know. when did the game come out, though? Because I played it on Xbox. So Xbox wasn't until 2000, so maybe early 2000s. Yeah, because I think I think the movie was ninety nine. Yeah. So it was like it was it was it was a while ago, but yeah. it was uh, guys great. Twenty twenty years ago. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, thanks for 20 that. Twenty years thank, ago. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, I mean, I'm, I'm showing my age. So I, I used to go to Ritz Video Store, and no one's heard of that. So <laughs> that's uh, that's because I'm that old. But um, before <laughs> before you go, top five was amazing. I loved the games that you've chosen there because we we haven't heard Guild Wars Two is a great shout. The Witcher is amazing. But um, before we go. Um, Black Girl Gamers, where can we find you online? Where do you suggest mm-hmm. we check out uh, to find out more? Um, so, Black Girl Gamers, you can find us on Twitter at Black Girl Gamers, on Instagram at The Black Girl Gamers, because um, that was taken. Um, and then on Twitch, same Black Girl Gamers, uh, YouTube, same Black Girl Gamers. Um, my personal stuff is Super Duper Curl, S U P A D U P A C U R L. And yeah, we're working on a new site at the moment, so that will be coming hopefully in September. Um, yeah, just just a lot going on at the moment, but yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for for sharing everything with us, and it's it's great to have be educated in a, in, a, in an area where I think that we absolutely need to invest a lot more time into in terms of you know understanding that inclusivity is so important particularly now more than ever before now that there's so much you know in gaming we want to see so much more of it and um, um, so much love goes out to you in your community thank and you. um, here's to the next step for black girl gamers yeah. um, thank you thank you so much um, Jayanne it's been a pleasure and uh, I look forward to catching up with you online soon thank you Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the series so you're notified when the Savage Situation is back with a new episode. And if you enjoyed it, then rate it. I'm also on Twitter at Adam Savage. Drop me a follow and be sure to share how much you enjoyed this podcast with the people around you. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 